your village and your village I can only imagine are very very yeah, different yeah very different mm. it, like there's just something We've about got in our village I have a chipper <laughs> attached to a petrol station <laughs> we have it's very good we sounded entitled no wonder people don't like people from Dublin Welcome to Girls With Goals. I'm Neve Marr and I'm delighted to welcome my guest panellist this week, comedian, podcaster and presenter and actress Alison Spittle is here and DJ, podcaster and blogger, broadcaster, writer Suzanne Kane is here as well. I kind of was just making that stuff up as I went along, but it's all true. That's all true. I do all those things. It's all true. But we are a bunch of podcasters, which is good. So later on, we'll be hearing from Aoife McKeever, who's with the E-Stars Tournament, which is all about e-sports, which I have no idea about. But first, ladies, you're very welcome. Welcome to the show. So we're going to start with our game. It's called Six Words or Less. And it's for our readers and listeners of Her.ie who may not know who you are. So you have to describe yourself in six words or less. Now, Alison has been on the show before. And actually, when you were on the show before, you kind of took the piss out of the validity of this game by saying cannot be described in six words. Now, the options are you can stick with that mm-hmm. or you can change it. Oh, game show. Mm. Mm. Okay, wait. Okay, I got my one. Okay, okay, go on. I have had a shit morning. <laughs> Six she words, cares. baby. The truth. I have had a shit morning. We'll talk about your shit morning, truth. yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you, you came in a little bit frazzled, but we'll get to that in a second. Suzanne, six words or less? So I, I'm kind of, I have two sets. Mine, I'll go, maybe I'll try these, but I don't know how they'll translate. Maybe you'll get this, maybe you won't, but we'll see. Uh, Mrs. Snow outside but Pollyanna inside. So, do you get it? Do you ever, did you ever see Pollyanna the movie? I have not. I, do you miss the so Mrs. cold Snow, weather? Yeah, exactly. Mrs. Ooh. Snow is a cranky L wagon on the outside and she's a bit cantankerous. Who is Mrs. Snow? She's an old woman. And from on a the, fairy tale? No, from Pollyanna the movie. Oh, so they're both Pollyanna references. They're both, so yeah. So cool. Mrs. Snow and then Pollyanna is optimistic and she's bright and she's loyal. And, and so, that, so I'm Pollyanna on the inside, but I think the outside of me is a bit cranky and a bit cantankerous and a Aww. bit... Okay. So that's nice. me. But, like yeah. Thank you for explaining the reference. Pollyanna, was that the one with the long... Blonde, blonde hair. pigtails. Had an unfortunate accident, accident getting out of the window, paralysed from the waist down, but still Whoa. quite optimistic. What? Yeah, oh, it's, oh. it is a horror story let me tell you wrapped up in a fairy tale she was paralysed yeah they brought her off in a train we're all keeping our fingers crossed now that was back in the 60s and we haven't heard much since I never watched it and now to be honest with you you've never seen Pollyanna don't think I need to I have never seen Pollyanna either and when you were talking about Mrs. Snow and um, I thought thought you were talking about Game of Thrones yeah I thought you were talking polyamorous I was like oh Mrs. Snow likes to play around hey hey I can assure you I don't okay (laughs) no that one no that's that's a big brother bio isn't it I'm polyamorous just for the purposes to get on the show <laughs> actually yeah. I am completely not at all I'll clam up yeah exactly I don't want to talk it's about it because yeah. I haven't googled what it actually means <laughs> just thought it would be cool Alison tell us about your shit morning so it's Friday the 13th it is Friday the 13th and this is going out on Monday but we're recording on Friday the 13th so yeah, yeah. so a shit day so yeah what time is it now 10 o'clock yeah around. Um, I, okay number one the I live in a, a flat complex ooh Nice. And um, <laughs> fancy, fancy. The gate that I used to take on my bike didn't work, so I had to like uh, bring it round the back of the building and take it outside. And then I was listening to a Guardian long reads about nice. interning, and uh, my phone fell out of my pocket. And I looked down; it didn't fall that hard because right. I had the headphones to kind of give it that bungee effect. Mm-hmm. But uh, it got 
it just got it right in the kisser yeah. right in the corner and it's destroyed the whole phone now and, and it I was is, late is. And you I were was late, late here mm-hmm. and then I had a cup of tea and it spilled <laughs> on my boobs scalded them slightly so. giving us a little bit of a show not even mm. 10 hey. and the phone is broken because I tried calling it because you were late broken. and there was <laughs> and there was absolutely no response but, but once everything is so bad I don't care but Do you I know also I mean? feel like it's going to pick up now you know no I don't <laughs> why would you think that because what? we're going to have a good time oh right yeah this, <laughs> yes, this the next hour Alison with us Alison was so clear no, no. this is not going to be yeah. fun make it worth it <laughs> yeah okay let's talk about your new show it's called Culture Club so the last time we spoke you were on the Halloween show the last time yeah. and actually Nowhere Fast was just about to come out at that time so basically it had its debut there last week when this comes out so it's on RT2 and for anyone who hasn't watched it it's on the player you should you should go watch it it's very funny so it's about kind of getting back Back to your culture roots. Yeah, it's kind of. Um, originally, I wanted to call um, Nowhere Fast Blow Ins. Right. But the international distributor was like, that just sounds too much like a sexual act. Oh, really? So, yeah. See, because a blow in kind of makes sense, I think. Maybe I mean, it's just I mean, an Irish thing more. You know, yeah, just for word of note that, you know, if you are listening to this, then maybe you're not, you know, your sexual activity is only just. Don't blow in. Yeah, I, I would just definitely, not. you know, definitely not. We've all heard the story about the air in the lung and the person dying. Myth, perhaps. <laughs> Who knows? Who oh, knows? yes, definitely not. And anyway, we digress. Blow in. Yes, I Col- like it. Club, so good. Sorry. <laughs> I'm imagining so much now. Um, like five minutes circle. in. Five Culture blowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Culture Club is a documentary that I made around the time that uh, um, blow. Well, Sorry. that I know where fast was happening yeah and uh, it's a I just travel around Ireland I get chatting to different interesting people mm-hmm. um, I go back to my village and uh, <laughs> I go back to my village I get a 99 ice cream <laughs> <laughs> it's a small village you live in yeah Declan Rooney owns the shop and he makes massive 99s amazing well commented done. a lot yeah. on uh, Twitter really um, well twice but I think that's, <laughs> that's viral yeah, that it's is, viral in Ireland that is viral, that's viral. from Ballymore that's the name of it right yeah it's yeah. the, the village of two ends and no middle. It's in Westmead. Oh right, okay. Um, it's uh, used to be the capital of Westmead up until famine times, and right. then Mullingar took over. The glory. <laughs> they knew Nile Horan was coming. That's yeah, why. That's it. In fairness, it. I I went to um, a baby whisperer in Mullingar, and I got lost. Right. What's a baby? Whisperer? Yeah, let's yeah. just go back to that for a second. So, oh, do you know what? When you when you were pregnant? No, like when I had Hannah, she wasn't sound at all. Just didn't sleep. Oh, Alison spilled tea everywhere. She wasn't sound. Um, so apparently, there's this man in Mullingar who like tells you all the stuff you've done wrong with your baby and your birth all stuff you've no control over and then okay. you give them lots of money and then apparently makes your baby sleep didn't work out for us but you know 500 quid in the hole sure you'll hang on tight till the end yeah. but I got lost twice in Mullingar and the two people I stopped both told me that Niall Horan lived there like yeah. I was like I don't, we're not looking for Niall Horan's house I'm looking for the baby whisperer so I get it but mm. I mean the thing is with Colchie Club, you're not making fun of Colchies because you are no. a Colchie, right? No, and there's nothing I, really to make fun. Is the name Colchie though? Because as a dub, I thought Colchies didn't term? like the word Colchie. I found out they didn't. I thought it was just a term. <laughs> that no, it's I, not. That reco- you know, Alison, I could have told you that you could have called me if I would have told you that I before know. you made the documentary. I, I'm happy I went on this journey. <laughs> 
<laughs> but, um, I am now not allowed to leave yeah, the pale yeah. ever again. I, I kind of thought it was just a describing word. I think I, I consider it to be just a describing word yeah. anyway. And um, I talked to lots of like uh, comedians from the countryside and yeah. just how different they are from other people. Well, I really liked when you were talking to a few of them, they talked about Dublin in comparison and the big smoke. And I think one of them said, that's fine, we can say that. Do you know in London they think that's the big smoke and they laugh when we say that Dublin is the big smoke but anyway that's, uh, we won't talk <laughs> about the British it's a, it's a whole other thing but uh, I, I think one of the interviews that you did um, I was a lad from Kerry and he was saying that some people had never been to Dublin and are afraid of Dublin yeah like that's fear I mean fear they're right we well, eat our young <laughs> we bring them to baby whispers to yeah. be fair we which bring, is no we bring the babies to the country that's that's telling very entitled that sounds very entitled <laughs> but, anyway, but why are we afraid um, I don't know why they're afraid yeah I suppose they listen to the news and <laughs> you know Open the metropolis there's, up there. Yeah, well, there's not much stuff going on in Offaly that you hear about, really, you know. Yeah. It would just be, a canal waterway has been opened. And, you know, there's a lot more news in Dublin. Yeah, but it's not necessarily bad news. <laughs> Do you not think, though, that it, it kind of translates to, you know, when you're growing up, your mum would always yeah. say, it's the quiet ones you want to watch out for. So do you not think that that applies to the counties? Like, you know, we're Dublin are the loud county. And so we're very out there. I but think then- we're awful. I think we're obnoxious. <clears throat> I actually do think we're quite awful as a county. I think that we think you the entire... You mouth out is what I think you need to do. I think that we think that the entire world revolves around us. Mm. And I think that we're a little bit pig ignorant when it comes to the rest of the country. Well, if you went by gaff funding, you'd be right. <laughs> <laughs> Alison. Alison, we've got it. How could we compete with you when we have home advantage at Crowfair? But it's not our home advantage. We play out of Parnell Park. As as a fella said to me at a documentary, they'll be waking up in their own beds in the morning when they go to play at Crow Park. (laughs) I've got this terrible issue, right, Mm -hmm. Alison? And that's. Crow Park. I'm just going to look Crow Park. I didn't even know um, if you were going to bring up, you know, the GAA. Um, I did. But you did. Bang. And Suzanne is a huge uh, True Blue and uh, all Bring of her it. family and her husband and her brothers and her children, brother-in-laws and her children family. and everybody. They're all very much invested in it. So she would challenge you on that. Um, but why do the dubs get all the funding, Suzanne? They don't get all the funding. That's the hilarious <laughs> thing is that... But you see, this is it. We, we fund within... We're not taking money from Crow Park. Crow Park is the GAA. So it's the entire GAA across the country. So you have smaller clubs, less to fund. But the amount of fundraising that's done within the Dublin... As in just the Dublin County themselves. But there's Dublin more is people. tiny. But you know what? The, the, the difference is... is quite small. See, I think the difference is... is that that if you, I think, if any other county, and it happens in Kerry and it happens in Kilkenny, the money is there. And I think it's just some of the smaller, which is really unfortunate, smaller counties, the money isn't there for them and it like isn't Westmead. coming in. <laughs> My dad went to boarding school in Westmead and Ooh. played for Westmead. Um, so I have a little bit of an affiliation to Westmead. Obviously, I'd never wear a jersey, but you get me. <laughs> um, but no, but honestly, there, I, it, it, this bugs me with this whole kind of thing of like, it's everybody against Dublin. And it's like them talking about trying to break. Dublin up it's like you know separate them into north and south they should not have their own team it's like when Kilkenny are on a run we're not trying to you know divide Kilkenny up nor are they trying to do it in Kerry and Kerry is one of the greatest 
football counties out of this country. They're on a lull. They will come back and they will be triumphant. It's just unfortunate you're from a crap county in terms of, of oh. you know, sporting prowess. They haven't won much. I'll be honest I, with I, you, I lads. I don't, I don't want to talk about are actually not that strong. There you uh, go. There we go. I've opened up. See, you've opened Pandora and the box is wide open now. I was doing awesome. a little poke about something I didn't know much about. Now I regret it. But she's going to take her t-shirt off and underneath she's going to have a Westmead shirt. I really don't. Yeah. I really don't hey. think she is. I'm a fair weather Westmead fan. Listen, that's okay. <laughs> to be honest with you, I, I knew that if we mentioned the GAA that Suzanne would just go off on me. I just keep talk up and be like, no. I honestly just knew. So I thought that was a nice little thing to do. But coming back to the documentary a mm. little bit. So I remember like it was really nice seeing you interact with your I'm just we're not I can't talk to you about GAA anymore and I know that Joey is just going to share like this portion of it and be like yeah go on the dubs that's her husband um, but I was thinking about the interaction that I saw with you and your mom and your sisters it was lovely to see you at home with your family and so yeah. when your mother brought you from the UK because you were born in London uh, and, and you you know <laughs> slip <laughs> that in <laughs> this is getting worse so she not came, from Dublin not even born in Dublin she, lives in Mesoweed and is actually a Brit she came over I'm here a and she came over here when she was seven and she said I'm that you had like a proper Danny Dyer accent oh I did <laughs> oh I really did I'd walk around and go oh I <laughs> That must have been tougher West Meath to oh, comprehend. Totally. Like, you know, loads of adults would mess with me and go, up the ra. <laughs> adults? Yeah. When you were a seven-year-old. Yeah, and I'd be like... Inappropriate. I'd be like, who's the ra? And I knew that the ra was an Egyptian sun god, so I thought that Irish people were really into Egypt at the time. <laughs> Just praying for the sun. Yeah. I'm praying for the sun Come as well. Come on, the ra. Come on, the sun. <laughs> no, no, different. You think oh, that. Yeah. yeah. But so that was... You, you, I'm just so confused by Egypt that that was brought in. Um, but so you grew up there, and it was because your mother wanted you to have a nice country upbringing. Yeah, she said that when you were in London, you wouldn't be able to go out and play on the street or play in your back garden on your own and stuff. So just say no. down the line you have a family. Would you raise them in a little town like that in Westmeath? No, I think I don't know. I don't know. I I can. This is what I foresee. Would if you raise I them ever in have a kid? I would. Ha- I would be like. I'd be like um, in my mid forties. Okay. I'd pop out one in a panic and then just like try. Like most of us. No, I think so. I don't, and I'm happy with that. Yeah, that is probably what's going to happen, and Good. I'm cool with that. And I'd, I'd like to like, I'd like to put it into extracurricular classes. Oh yeah, yeah. My kid's going to do everything. Bon vivant. You say that. <laughs> yeah, you say that. I know. Oh, it takes up a lot of time. Extracurricular, like I'd say it does. Kind of I want my kid to be multilingual. Oh, good! And you're going to be at home talking to them. <laughs> am I? Am yeah. I now going to yeah. throw money at the yeah. problem? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to be Portuguese? Do you want to talk Portuguese? <laughs> but do you not think it's they can? To dirt. <laughs> can they not be multilingual though in Ballymore? Um, I did not. No, I just um, I don't know. I just uh. This is a. You sound a bit like my mother. Oh, here. really? Yeah. I'm just trying to get down to it. Conversation. I'm trying, conversation. trying to get to the absolute crux of it. I don't know whether I'm going to have kids, and I feel that I can't sustain a career living in Westmead. Right, okay. So, and that was a big thing why you moved to Dublin, kind of, you know, because you wanted totally. to. And that's kind of what Nowhere Fast was about as well. A lot of my friends had emigrated. So, you know, there was people not my age there 
living living in my village so yeah. I wasn't making <laughs> it's the use of the word village now that really gets me I tell yeah. you it, yeah. it's just well you're from Malahide village like Port Marnock or Port Marnock sorry mm-hmm. but the, like Port like that's it's a vi- but the, your village and your village I can only imagine are very very yeah, different very different mm. it, like there's just something we've about got yachts in our village I have a chipper <laughs> attached to a petrol station <laughs> we have it's very good we sounded entitled no wonder people don't like people from Dublin we have so Alison <laughs> what do you are you going to have babies and I tell you what we have I know we have a yacht do you know we what have I, yachts in our village do you know I what I have the yachts I, I actually give see them I give birth to yachts yeah, so yeah, I do yeah, yeah, I'm just going to change the subject now because <laughs> I got absolutely landed in it there so I think it's good to remember that deep down we're all Irish right mm-hmm. but being as you say Alison that you are a culture and Suzanne you are a, a true dub through and through so I thought it would be really fun um, for me anyway not for you guys uh, <laughs> to find out which one of you is actually better at being Irish. Oh, so I went ahead and stole some content from joe.ie. Crap. Oh, yeah. yes, I can guarantee Okay, you. so will you remember the scores that you have because I can't be bothered. Okay, I so... Okay. No. So, typical dub. <laughs> they have all the points. They have all the advantage. More okay. money. Which, like- Irish, which Irish actress was nominated for Best Actress in a Leading Role at the 2017 Academy the Awards? Saoirse Ronan. That's one for me and one for... I buzzed. Do we buzz or do we just shout? I was going to give you both an option to oh, answer. Oh. Do you explain the rules of the game? Yeah, can explain. Well? Sorry, but I'm kind of running out of time okay, slash sorry. over this conversation. Oh, okay. so you, both, on, you both can just give an this. answer. Go on. Go on, Would you say 2017? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ruth Negger. <clears throat> Ooh. Ruth Negger. Are you just going to copy whatever yeah. Alison says? Yeah. Okay, you both have one point. Okay, yes. how many how leaves? Just okay. <laughs> how many leaves does a shamrock have? Four. It has no leaves. It's all a conspiracy. Or three. Oh, three. <laughs> I remember Christ. Okay, so <laughs> you both have two. Okay, what? This isn't multiple. Together. Okay, so what county is known as the Orchard County? Oh, I have no idea. It's outside oh, Dublin. It's no use to me. Yes, it is Armagh. <gasps> Oh yes, See? oh yes. See, this is where this is where the outside Dublin advantage. Okay, if you so leave the pale, you have more. Alison has it's two one to Alison. Which Irish mm. islands give their name to a type of woolly jumper? Oh, Aaron. Um, okay, well, yeah. Well, that's easy. It's not Ackle Island. Let's be honest. <laughs> Valencia. Well, it could be there. I think we are getting competitive there. Okay, and this is the final okay. question. So whoever gets this wins. Who was the first president of Ireland? Oh, is it? Ar- oh, okay. Is it? <laughs> Okay, sorry. It's multi. Sorry, multi choice. Yes. Michael Collins, <coughs> Douglas Hyde, or Eamon de Valera. We're going to go to Alison first. Suzanne, please be oh, quiet. Sorry. Douglas Hyde. That's Douglas Hyde. Suzanne? Eamon de Valera? I have no idea. And Alison is the winner with Douglas Hyde. Oh, and yes. a landslide victory with two ahead. 2001 Ballymore Pioneer qu- Table Quiz winner. On my own, because <laughs> I know friends. <laughs> but more knowledge. <laughs> I don't need friends. I have everything I need in my head. head. Okay, um, so Alison, you are more Irish. Congratulations. We are going to take a quick break now. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the most famous baby on the planet right now. And a bit about being hardcore working mothers. Aoife McKeever is a team leader with Three Ireland's Three Stars Tournament. There is a huge esports tournament that's happening in Ireland at this very moment. So I wanted to find out what that is. And here is how we got on. Gaming and esports is big business at the moment. It's actually a billion dollar business, in fact. So some of the top players in the world can make 
millions. It fills arenas around the world and there's even talk of the Olympics. I'm joined in studio now by Aoife McKeever. Aoife is a team leader with Three Ireland's E-Stars, which is Ireland's biggest ever e-sports tournament that's happening right now, in case you didn't know. Aoife, you're very welcome to the show. So first off, I need to be honest with you, and I think it's only fair to disclose that I don't know a lot about e-sports or gaming, which I think is a good thing because that's the whole point of why we do these interviews. So can you tell me first a little bit about the E-Stars tournament and yeah, what's going on in Ireland at the moment? Thanks so much for having me on, Niamh. Of course. And that is exactly how we got involved in putting together three Ireland's E-Stars. Um, it's that people don't know much about gaming and um, it's very much about bringing gaming to a wider audience. Um, there is a massive community already active in gaming. They've run some brilliant events but what we wanted to do was uh, to bring it to the people. So, so what's the actual game then? It's uh, League of Legends. Now I've heard of League of uh-huh. Legends, so I'm not completely dumb when it comes to this stuff. So I have heard of League of Legends, but for any of our listeners and our readers of Her.ie who don't know it, can you give us like a really quick kind of breakdown of what the game entails? It's a team game. Yeah. So it's like uh, all, the, all the people that play within the game have their role to play and um, it's a very strategic game so it's uh, I suppose you would say it's a battle game so that they're the teams are fighting against each other and they're trying to uh, take each other's um, fortresses and and ultimately win over the other team so um, it's it's uh, a battle game but it's very very strategic. So what is the ratio in gaming and kind of particular when it comes to this tournament between women and men so obviously like from the research that I've done in terms of esports in general it does seem to be quite male dominated but I mean that could just be like hearkening back to video games essentially mm-hmm. you know like it is quite male dominated and I, I'm not sure about the professionals but I mean was was there a huge or was there a good interest from women when they when you came out with this tournament? Well we we would have loved to have had um, some women competitors yeah. but unfortunately um, in this year perhaps maybe in next year uh, yeah. we might have more uh, put themselves forward we did have one or two but um, they weren't of the standard that we needed right. uh, in terms of participation of the, of the competition this year but from what we have discovered there is definitely um, a, a growing yeah. community of girls uh, getting involved in gaming and they're really good and they're given as good as they get with the boys Brilliant So just say now I always say that there's no such thing as a stupid question but just say I'm a professional gamer and I don't know if any of these players who are in this tournament are professional or not but if I was a professional gamer what is my life like as in are they making lots of money because I know there's a big cash prize for this tournament and they get to go to Vegas and stuff like this but I mean is the life of a gamer a good one yeah Yeah. definitely Um, the guys involved with us now they wouldn't be at a professional level Mm -hmm. but uh, the scope is there especially in Europe it's become massive Uh, there's a lot of um, scope to 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 follow a career in esports and it's something that we're also looking at um you know another facet to our competition is not just to to run the competition so that the competitors and the spectators enjoy it but also to scout for talent right, and okay. um 
you know, we, we are hoping that maybe we might be representing some of these guys in our tournament um, on the world stage uh, in a prof- professional capacity going forward. I mean, speaking of a world stage, there was quite a lot of talk recently about esports going to the Olympics and and there's been talk that there's a kind of a divide within the community in terms of like pitting people who really crave global recognition for the sport essentially or the kind of traditionalists who really fear that the sport is going to lose its soul so I mean are you seeing any of that do you think that you know people want esports to get to that huge level of global recognition I, I think so. I think um, so, something that we've encountered is um, there's a difficult balance between you have people who are, as you say, a purist say, and um, are very much uh, focused upon the soul of, of what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but as you'll know, with, with these kind of, of industries, uh, the only thing that will ever make them grow is to put a certain amount of investment into it. And while it might... Uh, to some dilute uh, what they they have been used to. Yeah, I believe that you know ultimately it's going to make the industry grow. It's going to make more people play the games. It's going to you know it's going to be better for everyone. So yeah. I I do think that there's definitely a massive scope for for gaming to grow massively in Ireland. Definitely. I mean, I think the top two YouTube channels in Ireland are both gaming mm-hmm. YouTubers. So yeah. I mean, I think that kind of shows we seem to be a little bit behind in terms of the YouTube community at the at the moment but I mean it's it's a funny thing that we're catching up but the top two yeah. viewed at the moment are to do with gaming so you obviously are a team leader so you've been around these players you've been around the teams you've kind of seen the atmosphere throughout the tournament so would you call it a sport would you say that this is definitely a sport? Because I actually had an argument with a few people in the office there yesterday. We were, we were talking about it becoming an Olympic sport and um, people were, I suppose you could call it, divided. But what mm-hmm. would you say to that? Like, I mean, having been around these players and seeing the kind of dedication that they put in and stuff like that. I would say it definitely has the... the a lot in common with sport mm-hmm. um, it, it's extremely skillful yeah. you know it's it's not something that you could just sit down log in and just start playing yeah. it requires practice you, you know it's definitely like a team uh, based sport is the one uh, in, that we're having our competition as well mm-hmm. which is also similar to sport I guess um, people play their own roles they, they make sacrifices for the sake of the team yeah um, in order to secure a win, you know, it's not all about the glory, individual glory. Right. So I do think that there, um, you know, it definitely warrants uh, being looked at as um, in terms of skill, having that recognition that sport has. Like, I think there are a lot of sports that are not particularly athletic, I suppose yeah. you would say. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I don't see why sports couldn't be any different. Okay, and finally, I know that there are events happening. Um, how can people find out more information on the E-Stars tournament in particular? And also, where's the final happening? Who's going to win? All that kind of jazz. Uh-huh. Let us know. Predict well, the future for us, Aoife. As I say, going back to, um, you know, the league itself, you know, we've been all over the country yeah. and we continue to do so with a view to getting to the Tree Arena mm-hmm. on the 13th of May. Um, right. It's going to be a spectacular and it's all about, as I say, bringing esports, the whole genre to the wider public. So we want people to come along and enjoy the day. Like there's 20 grand up for grabs nice. and a trip to Vegas. Like yeah. So these guys, whoever wins... 
they're going to walk away with 20 grand and uh you know off to sunny vegas so i'm i wish i was in (laughs) yeah i'm just thinking i know you said earlier that it definitely involves skill and you can't just log in but 20 grand on a trip to vegas i'd be up for it um so the 13th of may yeah in the three arena and the website is and the website is www.astars.pro and you can buy tickets for the tree arena on Ticketmaster as well. Please come along. It's going to be such an amazing event. I'm so pumped for it. Brilliant. Aoife, thank you so much. And best of luck with all your teams. Oh, thank and you. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Okay, so we're back. Vogue Williams was on the cutting edge there during the week and she spoke about losing jobs due to her pregnancy announcement. Um, She said, and I'm quoting here, as soon as my announcement was made, I just got dropped from the company. So it wasn't a job that I couldn't do up until my pregnancy, but I just didn't fit the idea of what I should be. So yeah, kind of a little bit awkward. But what do you guys think? I mean, I think it's great that she's speaking out about this. Mm. She's talking about the wage gap as well for women. Um, but I could tell that like the presenter and stuff just kind of went ooh like it's it's an uncomfortable thing for, for people to talk about and to think that this might happen to women I think yeah I don't understand why she was dropped unless the company was a sterilisation clinic and she was like the it, spokesperson for it exactly you know, there like, was no I know that's the thing and she said that it didn't affect the, the job. actual job <clears throat> so I mean this is the funny thing though it's like so I wrote I have a blog called Susie Says and I wrote about it so when I was seven and a half months pregnant mm. um, on my second baby I got called into a meeting a scheduling meeting and I was told in a matter of three minutes that my contract was done I was finished they were making me redundant for financial reasons now I was the only person who got lifted I was the only one who went and my salary was probably a quarter of what I, my, my peers were being paid oh so my in the space of a month seven and a half so, months pregnant but I went in completely blind to this meeting there was no precursor to go look maybe you should bring someone with you or this isn't going to be great we need to talk about your future nothing like that went in completely pen and paper ready to take notes about the future and the future was you're finished in September so and I I left I and I rang Joey my husband and um, like hysterical he thought somebody had died and I ended up quite sick and anyway I wrapped you know I finished and I left the company but when I was leaving the company it was like it was my fault it was like I had done something wrong I literally I'd worked there for four and a half years I had you know had cups in my face most days gone two euro for somebody's you know brother's cousin's uncle had a horse and you know give two euro for this and pay for it and then I left and I didn't get a card I didn't get a goodbye I literally took my bag after four and a half years and I walked out of the company and it was just the cruelest thing ever but it was like it was my fault and to try and I didn't talk about it for about a year because it was like pregnancy was a dirty word. It was like, well, actually, hang on a second. This isn't this isn't right. And the whole bigger picture of it isn't right. But if women challenge it, it's like that we're, you know, ousting each other or, you know, it's not, it's, you know, well, you're, you're pregnant. It's your choice. You yeah. want to go and be pregnant. It's your, you know, it's, it's like a dirty worm. Whereas actually, if one woman stands and is vocal about it, she doesn't realise that she's actually standing for a lot of women and, and being vocal for them. I mean, so. I, think, I think you were in an interesting position as well. And I, I think it's because, and I, the three of us would probably like understand this aspect of it. Like it was a media organisation yeah. that you were working for. And I think in the media in particular, it's kind of tough for women because I have friends who have gotten pregnant and they have kind of like kept it a secret for a certain amount of time but they know that they're going to have their maternity leave and and, and it's all going to be 
like and they've kind of pl- not planned it but I suppose you know they're aware that legally they're entitled to this and stuff and I think you know working in radio for so many years and stuff like you see women's careers end when they get pregnant oh, my, my career was done and it starts off with like oh well we're going to change your contract to a part time contract and then we'll bring you in on like the weekends and we'll do some cover work and stuff like this and slowly but surely like three years down the line you're like hold on a second I remember that I was you know in the media and now I'm not and is that because I had <laughs> It's my life, yeah. Yeah. I like I went from I had the best performing show, um, I had a full time job and after I had my first it was very apparent I couldn't go back to where I was going back to, not through my once but through the way the company was kind of the lay of the land and then I went back and then I do remember being pregnant on Hannah and just being like this is going to be a nightmare when I tell them that I'm pregnant on Hannah um, and then I went in and said I was pregnant and you could just see the attitude everything was a little bit changey and shifty or whatever and then obviously um, everything that happened when, and it was just do you know what it was, it was everything but also I'll tell you what let me down and I never really said it out loud the thing that let me down the most was the people I worked with mm-hmm. um, because we, we work in a very male dominated industry and I felt so let down by my colleagues everybody was awkward Mm. like it was horrendously awkward no one could look at me no one spoke to me nobody said I'm sorry even down to you know management where you know it wasn't necessarily their decision to make that it was made from higher that no one said you know what this is really horrendous and I'm really sorry and I felt let down by that and that's the bit where I think women are afraid to go well that's so I was just about to say I think that that is rooted in fear. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, Alison, I don't know, maybe you can kind of equate to this. Like, have you ever been in a situation where you've been working away and you'll see something awful happen to somebody else? And then, although you're kind of like, let's rally, let's like get up there and kind of stand up for each other and stuff. But then all of a sudden you're like, shit, I don't want to lose my job. Yeah. And, and this fear kind of overcomes you. Yeah, it's even worse in uh, comedy because, you know, there's no HR department. Yeah. So people can get away with doing a lot of bad stuff. Right. And you'll, you'll notice like the, the Me Too movement mm-hmm. is great, but people that are talking out about stuff at the moment, I'm worried for them. As in their jobs might dry up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't want to be seen as a troublemaker. <laughs> you know? That's it. That's yeah. it. And do, uh, interesting point I was reading uh, a book by a lady called Nell Scovell who is a scriptwriter in America she had two kids and she talked about how women in writers rooms downplay that they have children they barely talk about their children in the workplace like men could talk about sports or anything like that but if a woman talks about her baby people glaze over and go oh they're talking about family or well, sure, I, I saw that happen with Cardi B she announced her pregnancy on yeah. SNL like she's well pregnant like she must be seven months six months pregnant or something and I saw a few kind of fallout articles about it and saying they were like rejoicing they were saying back in the day if you were a rapper if you were a pop star if you were a woman in the music industry you couldn't say that you were in a relationship you couldn't say that you had you know plans to make a family because you needed to be single I think that worked for men as well but like they were celebrating how amazing it was that she Mm. went out and performed pregnant but like what like what's the problem like you're she's not dead she's just pregnant no but Mm. it it, it, I think it does have a certain connotation to it and and it's funny that you say about that it's that they're a troublemaker and so many people came to me and went so I wrote wrote an article about it um, for Susie Says and and I I was quite honest about it and again it wasn't down to um, it wasn't down to the redundancy or how horrendous it was and that I was pregnant it was actually I lost my job I loved my radio show I loved 
loved my job and that sense of bereavement for that killed me yeah. but people were like oh you, you know you should have sued I'm like it's not about money it's not about suing it's actually I've lost my gig and also if I go and sue I don't want every other you know media outlet in Ireland to go yeah, yeah, she's you know she's a troublemaker. She'll will. sue. Yeah, she'll sue. So I'm like, I can't do that. I can't be that person. I can't be tarnished. So maybe it's a good yeah. thing then that like you know you took time. And I think when mm. you when you wrote that blog, I read it, and it was 365 days later, yeah. kind of to the day. Year, yeah, it's been a couple of years now. Do you still feel anger, or do you kind of just feel like there was literally nothing that I could have? Oh, done? there was nothing. No, my literally from I think the time I went back after Ushin, I feel like my head was on the plate. I think it was just a ticking time bomb until they got rid of me Um, but you know what I don't feel anger to I do know I'm still hurt but I'm hurt by the people I'm not hurt by the action I'm not hurt by the job loss and you know what it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I would have kept playing that game of trying to be to be to be and exactly Mm -hmm. as you said I wouldn't like if someone talked about my kids I'd be like oh the kids you know because you'd be afraid to go oh my god they're my all consuming world I absolutely adore them because people would think that would make me weak but if a man if a yeah. man in a meeting talked about, oh, I have to pick up my kids from school today, you are just Aww. like, you're amazing. This is the best dad in the world. Oh my God, he's mentioned Are you breastfeeding them as well? Yeah. <laughs> Bow down. <laughs> Look at him. Well, I think if, if you go for your career and don't have children, then you're punished by society as well. Oh, I'm Where, punished. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's incomplete. She's, <laughs> you know. This is the, this is the mm. mad thing. Is it? Do you know the people like going... You literally can't win. They kind of tilt their head to the side and go, yeah. are you having kids? And then it's this stupid thing. Like you have literally, I had literally given birth to my son and people are like going again I'm like I'm destroyed I am destroyed <laughs> mentally <laughs> physically <laughs> no and then I ha- and they're like oh like I was at the doctor the other day uh, Hannah was getting her injections and the, do- the doctor actually went oh a year and a half nearly time to go again I was like you zip up your mouth and your mickey go home and talk to your wife and don't annoy me <laughs> but it was like sounds very unprofessional yeah. <laughs> in fairness he's very sound and he's taking the absolute piss out of me but there is that kind of thing and then it's like if you don't have kids they do the head yeah, just yeah. they're going yeah I get the head tilt I get the head tilt all the time but your career is going well (laughs) kind of like why do you say it in that high tone of voice and you have no career (laughs) just Instagramming at home with your kids so so there's no there's no winning winning so just do you know what just be so just be have the crack yeah but that's what's great about podcasting is, you know, you're still having a creative outlet. Yeah. And, um, Absolutely. And yeah. writing. And Alison, we should write together. Ooh. I have a good idea. Really? Now that, now that you're sitting beside me, I'm like, do you know what? <laughs> <laughs> well, if we combine God. our forces together, we will be Shira. But I think that's the way it should be anyway. People combining their forces together. Like, I think so. Yeah. My, my podcast producer is a woman and... Uh, oh, well done I you. I know. Well done <laughs> you. Very lucky. We all need jobs. But um, she she's brilliant. She, she kind of was started working I know she's the best but she started working with me when she just come out of college didn't really have a job now she's got a proper media job and she's still working with me and I'm delighted but it's all about combining uh, uh, like working in comedy it's so great because I'm doing a tour at the moment with a comedian called Julie J Mm -hmm. and she drives me uh, because I can't drive so we're combining our forces together can you not just cycle around to gigs I can't not to Carlo (laughs) you know not to Carlo everyone knows the roads in Carlo yeah but she she is like uh, not at it that long and I've seen her improve tenfold with the 20 minute slots that she's getting right. and she's learning so much yeah. and it's all about combining and kind of 
yeah this is why I love podcasts absolutely and I mean Suzanne we used to say as well when we worked in radio like our, our end goal was to not have to work in radio I mean that was kind of what we yeah. ultimately wanted to have the freedom to kind of create the content that you wanted to create without yeah. having to you know bow down to the man oh we got we said the man we yeah, went there I, I worked well, in radio too mm-hmm. and it's definitely you know that quarterly kind of the journal hours yeah. Yeah. you're leaving search every four months where they used, they used to call them out and I, this is no fantastic how well everybody does on them though yeah. Yeah. we are number so one so many listeners are coming back in <laughs> they love us everyone's number one between a certain yeah. period of time I loved it though because it used to go around and it was just like yeah. it would genuinely be you know oh lads oh lads oh lads Lads, lads, Suzanne, you went to 4,000. Oh my God. Went, like, and it, they, they may have had like drops or increases, but yeah. mine was just like, oh Jesus, she's still here. Like, I don't think yeah. it's a controversial. That is the truth, I don't. By the way. I don't think it's a controversial thing for us to say that radio is a bit of a boys' club. You know, I think everybody um, kind of knows it, that. Though. But it's weird that you feel that you have that, and I feel that too. Where we talk about stuff that is so obvious and can be seen, not, but yet we're almost apologetic. Oh, I, God. I, I and I'm like that with comedy. I'm like that with everything. Yeah. I'm just like everyone's really nice but there is a problem here and I mean, you'll just be it's seen. clearly and then the thing is as well if you say something like that it's just like oh of course you're going to say that it's a boys club because you're a woman I'm just like I'm a person I think women are people right yeah. like I'm pretty sure we are it's a bigger picture yeah. but it is changing and I have it to is say changing. there is there sure. is a, there is kind of a you know and it, it kind of annoys me because it is a bit of an effort to have women but I'm glad that there is I do always believe the better person should get a job which across the board in radio male or female doesn't necessarily mean that the yeah. right person goes into the job I always think the right jock should go into the job but I do think there is an, an effort within radio now that they are putting you know women are getting pushed to the forefront for gigs that they should be pushed to the forefront for so it is changing yeah. um, and the demographic is changing it's the attitudes within radio that's the like the, the pay gaps and that's the bit that you kind of go I went to college uh, to study radio and I was told on the first day by my lecturer that women hate other women's voices and that was a fact that we threw out I had a PD who told me that a lecturer told you that yeah a lecturer told me that the whole class women are never seen for their potential men are seen like as their potential to be something women get a job through experience it's not like what they can potentially do and uh, men get jobs from what they what they can potentially do oh they're new but I'd say they could do this women have to prove again and again what they can do before they're allowed exactly and realistically and it's even seen as a risk at that (laughs) I mean realistically like I was in radio for how many years and then eventually I realised I'm never going to be able to make the content that I want to make for other women so I need to leave like that was yeah. was basically it yeah. and, and now obviously I'm you know in a place where they're allowing me to do that but Suzanne going back to what happened to you like now you are free to make mm. the stuff that you want to make I have Susie Says which is my and like this whole blogging thing is just to me it's like I, I'm not a blogger I scribbled a couple of things down and I, I scribbled it for, for you magazine online as well and I again prefer women. to be called a writer though than a blogger I'm not a blogger yeah. I can't contour um, I don't know how to put on makeup. I don't get really get sent any free shit. No disrespect to bloggers that do, but that's not me. I and I'm not a parenting writer. I write about my life as a, as a parent because I can give you no advice because I'm barely keeping my two, you know, where they need to be. So I just talk about the reality of that because again, as a woman, I find we have an insta life and we have a you know the reality of life, and I try and have mine pretty much the same parallel because there's so many parents or just women or you know people in general that go this is my great insta life yeah and it's mm. horseshit yeah. yeah you know and then it, especially for women I think for, for mams we're under this pressure to be and it's like do you know what like I, I answered yesterday my son 
all day. Mam, 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 mam. Honestly, I was just like, I'm going to lose my brain. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, it was constant. I kind of, you know, you have that. So, so cute though. He's not adorable. cute. But you know, you have you have this kind of thing. So I have the freedom to be a mom. I can write on Suzy Says. I have Dublin Podcast. Yeah. I'm doing a bit for you magazine. And then I have my few telly bits. So do you know what? For, you know, the year and a half ago where I was sitting in a car and absolutely thought, I was bereft. Like yeah. I, I genuinely thought it was like the end of the world. That now I kind of go... Mm. I'm actually grand. Yeah, you know, it's it's a sh- it is a re- it was a really dark. You look, you were there. You uh, but know I think how it's good. It I think the the main thing that anybody can take from it, and I think it's good that Vogue was talking about as well, yeah. is that like people need to know that the, that this is happening to pregnant women. Mm. People need to know that the moment that you go in and, and tell an employer, you know, that it's women are terrified to do that because mm. of what may or may not happen to their job. You know, and I think that highlighting that. And also seeing like how great you've done in the last year and a half, two years, doing what you want to do is is just a tribute to yourself. Like it is a bit terrifying, but you know, I'm I'm all for Vogue. I'm giving it up for Vogue and her and her, her sportswear. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, and she looks amazing as well. Oh, listen, they don't even go there. <laughs> we were going to talk about. Um, the other baby situation that happened in the last few days but I think oh. we're running out of time but we'll, we'll just touch on it very very well, briefly. I know Alison was very very excited to talk about this. <laughs> well, it's her thing. We don't normally talk about celebrity and pop kind of culture well I don't know if we do we don't really talk about that much if it affects us we talk about it yeah. but the Kardashians are not something that I would um, really think about or talk about too much I don't watch the show or anything like that but yeah. I am hooked on this story I am hooked on it because I feel so bad for this woman and then at the same time I don't know if I should because I don't know whether her mother planted it and if she did then she's an evil genius which is so exciting (laughs) and I just don't know what to do I don't know how to take it so a lad cheated on the lad cheated the lad cheated (laughs) this lad Tristan this lad Tristan is a basketball player right he plays for couldn't tell you now but um, he plays oh what a great Cleveland. team yeah. couldn't tell you now <laughs> he plays for what is it Cleveland he plays in Cleveland Cleveland clinchers he plays for the, M- plays for the NBA plays for the NBA I was going to say the Cleveland Browns but that's a different thing <laughs> so he plays for the NBA and they've been together for just like a little under two years and she gave birth there when well, it's Monday so she gave birth last week um, but yeah so all of the videos started coming out last week of him not only cheating on her cheating on her in a big way going into hotel hotels with women coming out of hotels with women and yeah he's he's clearly just cheating on her and everybody is just devastated for her because this happened with her previous basketball player husband Lamar Lamar, Lamar Odom now, who 50, 50. also wrong Lamar though was also cheating did you use rap? Yeah. Okay. Was also cheating. <laughs> You're welcome. And then I was talking about it in my girls' WhatsApp group. I think like a lot of women would have been talking about this in their girls' WhatsApp group. And a lot of the girls were um, in no way feeling sorry for her because they were just like, well, he, you knew this was going to happen. <sighs> Basketball players cheat that's on their wives. not fair. But I don't think that's fair. And also she got with him when he was with somebody else and six months pregnant yeah so see, there's a little bit of a pattern oh. <laughs> it seems that whenever his person of interest gets to like six or seven or eight months pregnant he Is freaks out stage oh of he sounds he sounds like an Irish media <laughs> company <laughs> Yeah. She's seven months pregnant. Yeah. Get her out. You have been made redundant. The difference between her and I is that she has a much bigger bank balance and can look after herself. Yeah, and it was a very big surprise for her as well. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> she too didn't know she was going to get called into that room yeah, either. He didn't like, oh, I've got yeah. some news you yeah. may need to bring We're talking someone. about the future and you're not included. Yeah. Do you know, we, we covered it on site today. Um, 
KUWTK filmed Chloe giving birth and Tristan's cheating scandal for new series now for anybody who doesn't know KUWTK is keeping up with the Kardashians obviously we've been keeping up with them for years Um, but yeah so apparently they filmed the birth and they filmed the whole cheating scandal and stuff so people are saying that the mother was actually behind the release of these cheating tapes because she wants her to like because Chris is an evil genius but that's just do you know what like joking aside it's like if your mother is selling you up with your she like that like there's something like there's Stockholm about that you know what I mean it's just that's like you would hope not because like I just all I feel for that for for her is that for Chloe it's just it's horrendous it is the one of the most vulnerable times of your life when you give birth like I I, especially your first when I had Oisin I wanted to crawl into a bed put a duvet over my head Joey to be there and not have to worry about that little person because it was such a shock to my system I can't imagine on Kardashian level like I was just on the coup no one knew who I was Um, whereas you know she's filming it for a show and that level of exposure and the whole world is talking about and everyone's talking about your fellas mooching someone in a club in New York like it's that you're really quite vulnerable and if your ma's setting you up like who do you trust I know who do you trust I just don't even know whether or not we can put it into the same parameters as like us giving birth in the coom because their lives are so mental and their lives are so crazy and you said Alison I was asking you there during the break whether or not you were into the Kardashians and you actually said that Kanye West is your favourite yeah I love him and actually he knows Kanye Kardashian is the best well he seems great doesn't he like he's really because he stalked Kim since he was 16 and he hasn't cheated on her as we know of that we know of cheated on her and he's a like what I love about Kanye is he he seems to hang out with his kids sometimes he's through the wire he's very vulnerable as well like he does he's had mental health issues and he's very very open about them them. Mm. and uh, he's just everything he like if he's designing trainers he thinks they're the best trainers in the world yeah even if they're terrible even if they're terrible but he genuinely believes that yeah he designs <laughs> terrible clothes like his clothes are awful well, maybe you're not his market I'm not okay. I don't think I am his market <laughs> he designs all over skin coloured leotards again I reiterate maybe you're not his market okay <laughs> don't be hating on Jeezy yes oh my god I love this uh, let's just talk about Kanye West but, uh, I, I, I respect people that like the Kardashians because I like RuPaul's Drag Race which is trashy and I know it's scripted I love that. and mm. we all know that Kardashians are trashy and scripted but they're doing that for your entertainment yeah. we all we all secretly know that we're being had and Absolutely. you just have to go along with it I think that you know? when, when something like this happens which is not about the reality show per se and it's something that like for all we know we don't know and that's the thing but she could be really in love with this guy and oh, either way mm. this guy has screwed her over when she's nine months pregnant so it's a shitty it's thing the sisterhood yes. part of the sisterhood yeah. didn't, he get, didn't he get booed while he was playing basketball when he was playing for the Cleveland Chasers over <laughs> whatever the go team go team but didn't he he got booed while he, he was booed. playing because he cheated on uh, Prince's mom his other kid Prince right yeah he's got I a 15 month old baby oh my gosh yeah he deserve, I think it's great I that mean, people are booing sports stars when they're bad. Season, yeah. Do you, know? Do you know? I think Chloe should just come to Ireland and find like a nice Irish lad who doesn't have any crazy notions. My do you brother. know what I mean? I could set her up with my bro, Jeffrey. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. I think he would do. They would her, be a yeah. lovely. You just, but you, you, do you know what? You want them. I always think on that level. If you ever watched the Lady Gaga uh, Netflix, you ever no, watched I that? want to watch, watch it. it. I've watched it three times. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. insight into that is kind of gives you an insight because the Kardashians is a much bigger level than that. But it's like if. you you can't be just you on your own and be complete in yourself. You 
I think you're missing out on life. But also, she because said she said something great. You should watch this documentary. Yeah, she said so something good. great. She was like, "When I got 10 million uh, albums, he disappeared. Yeah. When I got the movie deal, he disappeared. Gone. And now that I've gotten this um, or the Super Bowl, yeah, Super Bowl, my fiance it disappeared. Gone. And so she was like, "Whenever my career just goes from strength to strength to strength, the men in my life literally disappear. either like f- around or disappear. And it's it was just a really insightful kind of moment for these powerful women because that that wasn't like Chloe." just bumped into Tristan down at Dunn's stores. Do you know what I mean? Like that was a set She wasn't up. flicking on Tinder going, no. oh hey, yeah. what's, you know, well, that, that was a happen. set up relationship by their management. This is how these kind of things work. Mm. And I think that now maybe she should really look at it. But I know she really wanted a baby for a long time. And I'm so, so glad unhappy she has, she has, baby has one and, you know, without being She should that. get that baby out of Cleveland though. Go. But look, do you know what? The the, the, you know, the momager, Chris, will intervene and that'll all happen. But it, you know, it's just that it's that thing of, you know, the you know, movies tell us this thing yeah. is like, you know, he completed me. Oh, piss off. Complete yeah. yourself. Yeah. And then if someone comes in and they make you happy and they bring all that deadly, yeah. then you have your bigger picture if that's what you want in life or you find your career and that makes you happy. Somebody or something having to come in to complete you just does my head in. Yeah. So I just want Chloe to complete herself and then her new little baby, whichever whatever she's like there's a lot there the name I know I just can't wait for the new season it'll be out it'll be out because Stormzy with Stormzy is the new little one I'm hoping it's something weather related to be honest with you which is the little one yeah because Stormzy is the Mm. little one Stormzy's different yeah but no no Stormzy is the the, uh, so Kylie Stormzy's a rapper no Stormzy Stormzy sorry sorry Sorry. Stormy Stormzy the porn star who knows they're very different baby (laughs) I mean one of them is a tiny baby one of them is a porn star and one of them (laughs) Is a is a rapper. That baby Um, is getting way too big for its booties. You know. Baby booties. Um, but yeah, so because she didn't tell anybody she was pregnant, then just did a deadly video. So you know. Okay. Mm. Um. We do have to go now. This is I'm so sorry. I actually say at the end of most episodes that I could sit here and talk to you for the whole time, but some of the times I'm lying. And you two can go home. <laughs> but before I let you go, though, I do want to ask what's coming up next for you. So, Alison, obviously, um, the documentary came out. Anybody can go and watch it on the player. It's brilliant. But yeah. you're taking part in the Kilkenny Cat Laughs Festival that's starting the 31st of May. Yes. And it's the Reductress show in particular. So, tell yeah. us about that. So, real we quick. were chatting about podcasts there. Reductress is, uh, they have a, they, have you seen Reductress's uh, internet work? I have. It's so funny. Yeah, like, they're really funny. That you probably laugh at on Facebook really hard it's done by Reductress and they have this uh, podcast called Mouth Time mm-hmm. and I've listened to it it's kind of like it's two hilarious women improv and then a guest and they it's so good Yeah, it is so good and that's going to be live at Kilkenny they're doing two shows they're doing a Reductress uh show which is kind of like the people behind Reductress and I'm doing a gig with them Amazing. and it's going to be really fun and then Mouth Time is like a live podcast you know we do podcasts mm-hmm. it's so much fun live yeah, I think brilliant. it's even better fun it is live like there's a different energy Yeah, and these two are so hilarious yeah, that it's just, the energy is just going to be amazing so yeah I'm really excited about Kilkenny it's going to be absolutely yeah so Kilkenny yeah. Cat Laughs you can get all the information if you just go onto the website so that's starting the 31st of May Suzanne what's coming up next for you you're going to the UK to podcast yeah. right if I left Dublin I would totally Going to Kim Kelly, but I don't. Uh, myself and Alison are going to write yes. a show together. Great. Decided that today. Perfect. Uh, so, uh, yeah, PJ and I are bringing Dublin to the Boogaloo in North London on the 28th of April. I'm writing uh, online for You magazine and the usual, just kind of Saturday and Sunday. Susie AM. says blog. And Go Susie check says it out. Dot, uh, dot com. It's brilliant as well. So, that is all the time we have for today. Thank you oh. so much to my oh. guest panelists, Alison Spittle and Suzanne Kane. Thank you to Aoife McKeever from the E Stars tournament. Shane Dempsey was on sound. I'm Neve Marr, and we 
will chat to you next week. Sorry, lads. Fiona and Emer are here too. Fiona's I just realised. Fiona's on Cup Watch. <laughs> I'm so sorry.